I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Coming up on TMS, Frank Zappa was the mother of invention. It rubs the lotion on the nips or else it gets the chaff. Shit and slide. Can I talk to you about your extended anus warranty? Blowing monkeys for science. Wild cocked tuna. Every time a penguin gets a shoe, a kitten gets an anus. <gasps> Thinly spread layer upon the chode. Brick review? Meh. Monkeys exposing themselves with Bobby. Jim Henson's Viking babies. Borka Borka. A brownish refreshing cola-like drink. I'd curbside. <laughs> the shit out of that place frog pants only fans the roaring 2020s with wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream on the deck that's highway the cool wind in my hair warm smell of kalitas rising up through the air what a hunk of woman if you'll excuse me, it's time to make the world safe for democracy. This is the morning stream. Welcome back to TMS, everybody. It's the morning stream for Thursday, June 24th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott Johnson. How are you? Hey, man. I'm all right. I got uh, it's too much going on right now. I need a I need yeah. a vacation. I don't. I, you know, I just ha- kind of had one, but it was short. And now I want one again. Well, you're getting you're doing the. the <laughs> it's going to be far from a vacation, but you've got family reunion coming up. Don't yeah, you? next week. So next Thursday yeah. through Sunday, I think we're doing a thing in Park City. It's a lot like what you guys did, except yeah. not so much in the mountains, but. Oh, so we need to figure out a TM or a film sack situation, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I haven't there's been so much going on, I think I haven't actually yeah. thought that far ahead. We've but been, now I have we've to. been uh planning around all my BS for such a long time yeah. <laughs> we forgot to check anybody else's BS. We might actually just take a take a knee that week. I we don't might, know. Yeah, I think we I think we're gonna have to because I don't know when else to do it. Sunday we've got I, we're not we've recording our, two we're not recording toys and something else on Sunday no, with this short notice. No, no, no. Yeah, I think we'll probably just we'll just do a bye. Is that what they call it? A bye? A bye. Take a bye week. Yeah, that's what the sports bye world fading. Is. There. That was the first one to say it, so now nobody else needs to. Yeah, no one else say pod fading. Brian beat you to it. Yep. Swiss, uh, very excited about uh, Park City because I love it there and uh, it's always cooler there. 
than it yeah. is down here. Also, we got rain today, and it's only going to be 72 today. So what's going on? It was that's, like an uh, oven yesterday. That's All that stuff is coming. I, I'm waiting to see what kind of rain you get because that stuff is coming uh, to us tomorrow and Saturday. Oh, the ride day. Mm. The ride day, yes. Um, it's very yeah. misty, like a nice misty rain. That's good, okay, right? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put on a windbreaker. I've decided my layering situation right. is going to be uh, um, long bicycle pants. Yeah, Ty- uh, t- which I'm well, fine did, with. Anyway. Do you count the the tank butter as a as a layer? As a no? layer, it is a layer. It's a thinly spread layer upon the chode. Uh, then a uh, for for my top situation, I'm wearing a um, Captain America long sleeve compression shirt. Oh, good idea. Good. Then on top of that, our jersey, our team jersey. Any concern of, probably, uh, you got any nipple friction issues you're worried about or any of that? That's usually oh, runners, always. right? That's a runner. It's thing. runners, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't have to worry about it with my Captain America. Uh, you know, and, and you're pretty much leaning forward, so this area kind of is, is loose against your chest. Gotcha. Um, the uh, And then on top of the jersey, team jersey, I'll have a windbreaker slash rain poncho. Oh, like a poncho but unit. I'm, but I'll I'll have that in my bag. I'm not sure I'm gonna wear it because uh, I don't need that extra drag. I'd rather get a little a little rain on me. A little rain on you is no problem. A little rain on me. Yeah. Just just thinking if I'm gonna if I'm deciding if I'm gonna sing the Lady Gaga Ariana Grande hit mm. or if I'm just going to uh, yeah I will rain rain on on me me, me, me. me. there we go me. okay there you go uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never had job. okay anyway uh, so I'll have the I'll have the poncho with me uh, but there's so many decisions I'm still trying to make about if I'm going to Discord and stream this. This is turning into a problem. The iPhone SE. I don't. I'm not going to be able to use this oh. for anything because this thing is so old. Um, battery life on it is it just drains even without me doing anything on oh, it. And those, I need yeah. my battery pack for my main phone, which is going to be having speed, distance, the route information. Sure. So could you? But, but also, isn't it? Well, I guess you could do it. You could just. Like that phone needs service of some sort, right? What would you do with that? Right, right. I mean, so, um, so here, like, one of my options is um, doing the chest-mounted GoPro, yeah. and not having that streaming or anything like that, just recording. So I'll have the ride in um, in recorded digital form, sure, and then um, having this phone, my main phone, be hooked up to Discord. Sadly, it'll just be looking at me. <laughs> it won't be looking at at where I'm going. It won't be showing the ride. Gotcha. Um, or, or I use this phone as my mount on my chest. Like I've got a phone chest mount. Yeah. Um, like Iron Man, you'd be like Iron Man. I'll be like Iron Man mm-hmm. instead of an arc reactor. It's an iPhone 12 uh, Plus or whatever Max or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but then I won't have a screen to look at to see distance or speed or anything like that which might be okay i might be all right with that hmm. i mean ha- does, does that data help you like last time you did this did it matter to have that info or um, no it didn't it didn't uh 
I don't, there, there are times that I really like seeing like how fast I'm going, but there are other times that I look down and say, oh my God, I've only gone 18 miles yeah. and how many, I'm not even a third of the way through this thing and blah, blah, blah. So, so maybe me not seeing it is a good thing. And maybe me like chatting with people in discord while yeah. I do it and them seeing the ride itself is a good thing. Yeah. Maybe that'd be um, all right. I think you're going to pass more time by being, you know, chatty and having that I think so, too. I yeah. think so, too. Um, here's the other problem, though. I won't have a way to mute for when I'm, like, going uphill. So they're going to hear it's going to sound like an obscene phone call for a little while while I'm on, <laughs> on Discord. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I get that every night at about 10 p.m. Brian calls me and does that. So I'm used to it. Hey, what are you wearing? Frog pants shirt? Yeah, okay. what do you got on? What do you got on there, buddy? You were, in that, you were in that mass shirt again? Yeah, That's baby, you like that mass shirt, don't you? That's right. Extra, uh, extra Patreon level. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get a call like that yourself, check out our OnlyFans, everybody. We're that's we're, right, our OnlyFans. Yeah, pretty excited. So about it. Um, that might be the way to do it. Now, I do also have yeah an iPod Touch, and I've actually moved all the music, the, my all my playlist stuff over here. Oh, you could uh, um, tether that, couldn't you? I could tether this yeah. and actually use this as, um, just use this. Like use my phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot, and use this as my route and 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 stuff like that. Yeah, just like um, a secondary screen, basically. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I so I, I, I love how much work you're putting into this part of this. I love it. I, I know. It. Well, it's 78 miles, and I I don't think of like. You know, it's like it's like a, a little kid who's going on a uh, road trip. The mm-hmm. mom and dad are like, "All right, do you have books? Do you have crayons? Do you have something to color in? Do you have a, a game? What if you run out of batteries in your game? Do you have something to recharge your game? What about if you get tired of that game? Do you have more games? Yep. Do you bring all your DVD <laughs> movies to put on the back seat screen or whatever right. you used to get at Costco? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> when man. we were in a gift shop, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind here. When we were in a gift shop in um, uh, in uh, Glenwood Springs this last weekend, yeah. They still sell those bingo cards that have the clear red slider. <laughs> do you yeah. remember those? Like yeah, it's like tra- like here is a thing that has not seen any sort of evolution in fifty years at yeah. least. Yeah, why is that? That's weird. Now that you think, yeah. now that I think about it, I think I've seen these too, and they're always on the road somewhere, some kind of gift shop right. or style, yeah, you know, right. gas station. Gas or station. Something. Uh-huh. Yeah, looking here. Uh, Trying to find a picture over the chat so they know what we're talking about, but yeah, yeah, we were using they, those when we were kids, right? They had two different kinds. They had one that was like um, things you see on the on the side of the highway, so like a silo, a a police car, a telephone pole, things like that. And then there's another one that was all states, and there it is, right there. Pops and Recline found one. How do you find this? Um, yeah, except that's like a number bingo. I don't even know what you do. You do that with license plate numbers or something oh right. anyway um oh, yeah, there was one with license plate states so you'd say all right uh let's go uh you know oh there's an illinois all right let's mark that one off huh uh, oh yeah these are i'm finding a lot of number ones i don't remember the number ones but yeah. the ones you and i have were just basic basic ask bingo back in the day yeah with letters on them huh. i don't know what these numbers are about i'm i will admit though i am kind of hooked on um the my vegas bingo app for for earning points towards uh, my hotel stays and stuff they built that for you by the way you know they did <sighs> they, they were did. sitting around they going did. all right who's our target audience exactly they totally did 
Yeah, hundred percent. Every time you describe that thing, I'm just like that. that man's been uh, codenamed the Ibit Project internally before they published let it, it. Let it just wash over me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Uh, well, all right. Anyway. You're, so continue, preparation continues is what we're saying. Preparation continues. We'll have everything figured out, but I think at the very least, I'll be in Discord in one form or another, the TMS Discord, and. Um, if I can, I mean, maybe maybe the better way to do it is to be, is to have this guy be the camera for Discord. Yeah, could be you know, the iPod Touch. Oh, is that what kind of camera is that thing got on it? It's just a little uh, front facing, yeah, uh, little, like a little single whatever business. Probably okay. It's but, probably what like a 720p or yeah, something. It's fine for this sort probably of thing. Probably fine. Right? Yeah, should be okay. Yeah, you're yeah. not worried about 4K surround sound here. You just need a little, no, look, uh, you know. Look, there's me on camera. Yeah, in my phone. Ah, it looks fine. That's con- I can fine. totally tell that's you. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Talk- you can tell it's me. That's key right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll see. There's something. There's there's some way of doing this. I don't know. Yeah, the solution will present itself because necessity is the mother of invention. They say that's right. So yeah. is Frank Zappa. Oh, all right then. Don't eat the yellow snow. He always told me. Um, so, um, I was gonna. Okay, so I got a question for you and the chat. You guys can answer this yes. if you want to. Um, Here's I don't know I don't know how to do this so I gave up the sugar you know a long time ago I'm done right of course no, no sugar mm-hmm. for me um, trying to trying to be healthier and all that and mm-hmm. uh, doctor says yeah cut out the sugar so I cut out the sugar and uh, once in a while you know I need a something I gotta have something so how I fulfill how I fill those dreams let's see do I have one here yeah I do is usually through a you know a can of Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Major Melon, for example. All right. Yeah, I tried that, by the way. Yeah. What do you I'll think? I'll let of you this? finish and then I'll give you my review. Oh, really? You got to review this. This is my well, favorite right, thing in the you world. You know, it's a quick review. Okay. Eh. Not re- really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I'm all right. in love with it. I can't get enough of these. I don't it's know why. Not, to me, it's not as good as the Dr. Pepper Zero. That's my. That's the top of the list for me right now. Well, it, yes. I like Zero Dr. <laughs> I, I, Dr. Pepper Zero is amazing. You're not wrong. And I like yeah. that too. And I usually try to get a case yeah. of that. But this stuff, I don't know what it is. I could drink these all day. Oh, yeah, but it's the melon. It's the melon flavor for me, which is the key element, right? Yeah. Like if it was a cola, if it was a regular Mountain Dew flavor. But it's the um, the melon is like all right. I'm not a melon. I, I I wouldn't have probably gone on my way to drink the non-zero major melon if I were a yeah. If you were just drinking the sugar melon, drink, or you would right. you'd, you'd go for the Baja Blast maybe instead or something. I would go uh, for the Baja Blast or the Code Red. Code yeah. Red is my of all the Mountain Dew flavors. Jam. Code Red is the one I like the most. The Baja I Blast. Don't think they make a Code Red. Code Red Zero. They, do they? Not that I know of, but they do do the Baja Blast. They do. Uh, yeah, they have that at Taco Bell. Yeah, you get it. At <laughs> it's so t- funny. Go through the drive-through yeah. and say, "Yeah, give me five burrito supremes <laughs> and uh, Baja Blast Zero. <laughs> I'm trying to watch my weight. So, give it <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like a uh, genie in the chat says, Scott's a soda junkie. Not really, but I can tell you that I don't have any vices. So this is it. This is all I got, man. This is it. So I don't, you know, I don't have, I can't go out in the backyard and vape. I mean, I could, but I don't, um, I don't drink alcohol and, uh, because I'm off the sugar, I'm, I'm not like munching on a bag of something that's full of sugar. So mm-hmm. having one of these once in a while is kind of my thing. All right. Now, here's the problem. I've been off the sugar for so long, the real sugar, and been on these chemical substitutes uh, for so long that I no longer know if I'm getting a diet thing or not. So, so I'll give you the example. Last night, I took my girls, who were both at the house, 
uh, and the baby to a Mexican place up the road called Tio's. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice little Mexican place, family run, lovely place. And I always like their food. So I go there. I always get a smothered green burrito thing. And anyway, the kids get it, whatever they get. And we're ordering drinks and Taylor gets a Dr. Pepper and Carter gets water with lime and Kim does something else. And, and I'm like, yes, I'll have a, I see on our menu, I'll have a Coke Zero, please, because that's all they had that was diet. So they said, sure. And they brought me a Coke Zero, supposedly. Now, they don't come in a can, so I, you know, no visual verification. All I have is a glass full of a brownish, refreshing-looking cola drink. (laughs) And I'm to to assume that the girl remembered that I ordered what I ordered and that she put the right fountain hole and, you know, that... There's no sugar hooked up to that one or whatever. Right, right. <clears throat> and I got it, and I got halfway done with it, and I thought, well, this is a really good Coke Zero. And then I thought, well, maybe this is, is this full sugar? Because it, right. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I realized right yeah. then, last night, I don't know the difference anymore. I can't freaking tell. My taste yeah. buds don't know the difference. So I handed it to Carter, and because she hates diet drinks. And I said, try this. And she sips it, and she goes, oh, it's terrible. Yes, it's totally diet. Okay. Really? Okay, wow. Yeah. But I can't tell anymore it's a combination of two things right it's the fact that number one they're getting better and better at making those zero sugar drinks taste like their non-zero counterparts but number two it's that we're just getting so used to that that less sweetness and maybe a little tiny bit of bitterness yeah even though that's kind of going away that's true um that uh uh you know it's getting harder for us to discern it's funny it's even it's probably it would probably be really easy for you if they brought you a regular sugar coke and you took a drink of and said oh yeah that's definitely regular coke oh yeah that's a good point i guess i would have probably known if i'd have tasted it yeah that's that's a good point so i guess so the rule should probably be if i get one and i don't tell or i can't tell that it's like you know it basically the other way it's the other direction that i'm detecting now so if i detect sugar i'll know it but I won't think anything if it's just the diet or the zero I ordered, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Right. So really, not a problem at all. I'm I just think a weenie. It's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah just I a think weenie. you'd notice the other way more than you'd notice this way. Yeah. And and Car- Carter's in the chat now. When she tasted it, she, I mean, her face said immediately, "Oh, this is diet." <laughs> like there was no question in her mind that she had diet. So. No, this is totally a Coke 100 and... No, Coke Zero, Dad. I was going to say, it's not a Coke 120 or whatever the calories in a regular can is. 70 per can, so you got... That's about right, about 120 per glass. That's about right. I think so, yeah. It's a little much, a little too much there for your caloric intake and all that. Isn't it 70? I thought it was 70, TVZ. Oh, I thought it's 120 in a can or 110 in a can. You might be right. Coke can calories. Let's just find out. Yeah. The official, oh, here it goes. Okay, nutritional facts. The official number is 140. 140. It is 140 per 12 ounce can. Okay. 12 ounce can. I had that wrong. Why did I think 70? I'm thinking of something else. Uh, definitely thinking of something else. Is that a lot? I don't know what that is. Is 140 a lot? Is that. Uh, um, your, what's your recommended daily? Something like 1,500 to 2,000 or something? 2,000, your... 2,200, depending on your PMI yeah, and all that. Your... Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not a ton. In the larger scheme of the day, I suppose, but no. But when your when your breakfast is eight hundred calories and your lunch is twelve hundred calories and whatever, yeah. it all starts adding up. Or your or your pre diabetic, it adds up real quick. Well, that also yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So anyway, 
Something I learned. Now maybe the, the audience can learn from me. Don't be. Yeah, dumb. what was Coke? Coke Life was probably seventy, right? Oh, right. The little, um, the fancy green can thing. The fancy green can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that Coke? Sixty calories. Okay. Yeah. Per it was can. Low. Yeah. Yeah. It's still. It just. It was a. It was a great idea. I don't like the the color of the can. Just bothered me. I don't know <laughs> what couldn't it was. do it. I couldn't do the color. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it's just like just too Christmassy, right? Is that the deal? <laughs> <sighs> Something. Yeah. <laughs> Coke Life can. Uh, it looks a little bit like a Christmas tree, and uh, I've tried it. I had it once. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what? It's like it's like Sprite, but the wrong green. It's like a, a, a pale bluish green, like a yeah yeah. I don't think I like it either. Then you say it. It's swamp uh, water. Look at that thing. And maybe part yeah. of it is that stripe isn't white enough. It's like an off-white kind of a. It is right. It's yeah. like they didn't print it. Yeah. Bright enough. Yeah, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's a fail. Fail. I don't like it. it it's looked- a no from me. <laughs> the ones that are red green combo are the ones I had, and they look like Christmas, and I don't like. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I see that now. So they actually had the majority of the can was red, but then mm-hmm. they had like a green roof on it. Yep. Yeah, and they've had a couple of designs, but I think now they've settled huh. on that uh, the pure green business. Probably because yeah, people do they thought, even still sell it? Is the question? I Coke think Life. so. There's a fa- the okay. Zao near us that does tacos and like soups okay. and stuff. They have a, t- a fountain version of it. So oh wow, yeah. Huh. So there you Interesting. go. Interesting. I like Zao. Right. Ooh, those tacos sound good right now. Oh, oh. you know, I right. decided that. Uh, <laughs> The day after the ride, so Sunday, maybe even Saturday night, I am having Tina drive us through a uh, Chick-fil-A, and I'm getting a uh, MRF and peach shake. Yeah, baby. We need to replenish all those all those calories you burned off. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's let's take uh, something really good that I've done and completely diminish it by having a shake right yeah, now. Yeah, why not? I'm, I support you in your, uh, your plan. Whatever. Those are, that is the best shake. It is really good. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, no wonder their lines are so long. All right, we're going to bring in uh, some fun discussion today about this. Yeah. Oh, we have, I haven't had a chance to play this yet. Check this out. I think science. I'll make you go poo-poo. There you go. Hey, look at this. <laughs> uh, TMS Jamie, credit for that. He may, he put this <laughs> together. Very good. Very good, TMS Jamie. Uh, uh, Jamie welcome Nash. back to the show. Bobby Frankenberger, who joins us on Thursdays, most Thursdays, to talk about a little science. And uh, it's good to have you here, man. How are you? Hey, it's it's really good. Speaking of, I was just listening to or reading about um, the science of anuses today. So oh, that's huh. appropriate. Science yeah. does yeah. make you go poo-poo. Well, look. Did you uh, hear that there's a kitten that was born uh, last week without an anus? And they had to oh, wow. had to That's going to be one a short life. It? What'd they give it? A, <laughs> they give it a, <laughs> they, a new they, anus? They created or? a, they, they gave that kitten an anus. Wow. Oh, geez. Yeah. They installed a little aftermarket anus. <laughs> Third Can you party. get a warranty on that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's good. yeah, well, it comes with a one year, but oh, okay. uh, let me talk to the manager. I'll see if I can get that extended in three years for you. Yeah, you got to you gotta buy A-hole care. Or 60,000 meows, one yeah. of the two. A-hole care is what it's called. You got to buy A-hole yes. care to get three years. Uh, it's kind of like Apple Care. Anyway, that joke's old. Hey, what's going on, man? It's nice to have you here, and uh, we're going to talk about a little thing. You sent me some, uh, some stuff about yeah. a study... This was interesting because I basically feel like I was reading a study about my own brain. 
but basically yeah, it, was a study, yeah. <laughs> it was a study that finds that there's certain brain areas involved in seeking information about bad possibilities, about basically contingencies that you try yeah. to find like, ooh, I'm going to, uh, I don't know, let's say I'm, I'm going to go water skiing. All right. Then your brain goes, you're going to kick one of your skis off and poke your eye out or you're going to fall into a piranha pit or, you know, I don't know what the things are, but you start <laughs> right. thinking about all the stuff that could go wrong so that you, I don't know, are safer doing it. But also I'm assuming the whole point is a lot of people, uh, this bars them from, you know, taking chances and doing things they, they could do otherwise. So tell me about this. It's pretty interesting. I think it's something we probably all assume, but I guess this is, you know, this is science now. Well, I don't know that everybody does it. Like, Brian, do you, whenever you're faced with a situation where there's an uncertain possibility of something bad happening, like like it's possible that it could happen, but it's not clear whether it could it's going to be bad, um, do you f- combat that by, or do you react to that by seeking out as much information you can about the potential upcoming event? Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends. Obviously, it depends on the severity level that I'm expecting, or like you know right. how bad things can get. But oh yeah, for sure. Like I'll even Google, uh, you know, bad th- whatever the the appropriate bad thing that can happen at this time, <laughs> kind of thing, right? Like I'll, yeah. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be prepared. I don't think there's anything wrong with well, that. Well, when you plan no. your when you plan your your trip to Ireland, which you're you know you're yes. sort of in the middle of now, or you know have yeah. been. Yeah. A part of that was, are there, they still got the little riot thing going on? No. Okay, cool. That'll right. all be cl- cleared over by then. Okay. How, what's their COVID situation? Okay, cool. Like, like, I feel like that's just, if you're not l- at least doing there's, some baseline stuff like that, you're, you're, you know, you're screwed. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's preparation. Um, there's a preparation level. <laughs> Maybe it's level H. I don't know. Mm. But no, there's a preparation level that you want to do for something like that. And then I think there is overboard, uh, like, oh no, uh, somebody, somebody in Ireland uh, ate some bad haggis from Scotland. I know it's not from Ireland, but I couldn't think of the sausages. They ate some bad sausages. Brian, you're going there. You're gonna accident. You might accidentally eat some bad sausages. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely downsides to that type of behavior, and that's why the research is important, right? Because I think that it can sometimes lead to anxiety in people or people who are pro- see is it chicken or egg, you know, which one causes the other. But there is a tendency or a correlation between people who have anxiety to engage in this type of behavior as as well. Um, but so. The question that inspired this is uh, by scientists was that um, why do some people? Because some people do it and some people don't. Um, that's that's clear. And and the question is why do some people seek out information when they're sort of faced with these looming threats of possible threats, and other people um, don't engage in it and they engage in what are called dread behaviors, where they just sit and kind of like worry about it but don't try to sort of maybe mitigate that by looking for information yeah Um, i'll have to you know i'll fully admit i'm kind of a combination of those two um there are times where i go in into full disaster uh mode or you know where where i'm sure that something is going to go wrong with all of the plan (laughs) like i just do that yeah and i've always done it since i was a little kid i remember doing it and um well 
this can happen with different things too, not just things that might happen to you, but also events, negative bad events that you don't have any control over. And so, so if there's something that's a, that's potentially about to happen to me, I do what you guys have described. Like I remember years ago when I was going to fly on an airplane for the first time by myself, I was, I'm a very anxious person. So I was like looking up everything that happens on an airplane on this airline how do they do everything what are the airports i'm going to be in like what's the floor plans what are the, you know like yeah, all these right. things where are the exits um, where are the exits yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and um but with things like big events in the news like i remember with the um when the the insurrection at the capitol happened yeah uh everybody was talking about it and i kind of for a, a while at the beginning and this happens with big news events a lot with me i just avoided it altogether because because in my head there's an anxiety that builds up and i just i don't know there's nothing i can do about it so i feel like i have more of that like avoidance strategy yeah yeah i do that sometimes too and it depends like i said depends on the thing someone in the chat says what if i do both that's kind of kind of me um i've gotten better at it but sometimes don't you think it's like it's easy to take a bad experience and then lock that in as some sort of form of PTSD almost and then have that affect it for, you know, the foreseeable future. So if you if you um, got mugged the last time you visited Chicago, this is all made up in my head. I'm just making this up. But let's say somebody mugged you and you went visiting there. Um, how do you not think of that <clears throat> the next time you're planning a trip to Chicago? How is that not at right. least in your mind? At the very least, or at the worst, it stops you from going. Yeah. Um, even though the likelihood of it ever happening again is like lightning striking twice, uh, statistically right. or something. It's funny how our brains work because even sometimes when we have the data, we know the knowledge, and we're even secure in that knowledge for the most part. The minute we have to put kind of rubber to the road, we go, "Oh, but what if? What if? What if?" Now yeah. this this study seems to have figured out where some of this is coming from. Are we just talking about right. kind of locations in our brain? That's right, so this? that's that's what they wanted to look at was the brain, and and that's what I'm going to talk about because because I don't you know Wendy's more suited to talk about like whether this is good or bad behavior or how to change it. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, but the researchers wanted to look at where this type of behavior might originate neurologically in the brain. Um, it's been seen before in uh, animal models and in people. Uh, we've been able to identify sort of uh, where in the brain uncertainty about positive events yeah. is located. Um, that's that's been that's been found pretty well, and, and uh, like like anticipate like what they did with monkeys is they they teach them to anticipate a reward that's coming, and then do brain scans on them when they're about to present them with an award reward, and and they can see where that information is originating in the brain. And this one wanted to look at negative events. So what they did was they taught monkeys how to recognize when something unpleasant was about to happen. All right? Okay. Um, so the way they did that is they would, uh, they would puff an annoying puff of air into their face. <laughs> <laughs> but before they did it, they would show them a symbol that would sort of indicate a puff of air might be about to happen. Now, the the important part is the symbol wouldn't indicate whether it would happen or not, just that 
if it is going to happen, it's going to be sometime soon, but it might sure. not happen. Sure. <laughs> um, and then, so that would be the first symbol that they would see. And then, um, and then they would present them with a second symbol, which would verify whether or not the puff of air was going to be blown into their face. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. And so what they wanted to look at then was, do monkeys, do these monkeys, um, do they stick around? Because to, to look at, this is an important setup for the experiment, to to look at the symbol, they have to look at where the puff of hair is coming from. Um, so to seek out the information, to determine whether or not this puff of air is going to come, they would have to potentially expose themselves to the puff of air, or they could just you know, cover their face or avert their eyes or something like that, even though it might not be coming. Right. You, so you see how there's a situation like, I can just assume that it's coming and avert my eyes so it's, I don't get this annoying situation, or I can put myself at risk in, in order to find more information about what might be about to happen. Oh, interesting. And so these yeah. poor monkeys, uh, what symbol was it, by the way, that would like warn them? Do we know what that was? I'm curious. <laughs> It's like a pair of no, lips I'm, and a little puff of smoke, or was it you're right, a little little puff coming out of the front of it? <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. It was like an all-knowing eye or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't like uh, but um, the uh, so what they found interestingly was they they thought they would see something like universal about the behavior of monkeys, but they saw that some of them would absolutely seek out more information. They would wait for the symbol to see what was going to happen. And then some of them just didn't at all and averted their eyes. And uh, and also that this was controlled between... They took those same monkeys that, that would seek out information about positive information. They controlled for that. So, yeah. so all the... They saw this, this separation within those groups too. So it wasn't just... The reason they did that is because they didn't want to. They wanted to make sure that it wasn't just like monkeys always, of you know, seek out more information, or monkeys always, you know, don't seek out more information. They they some monkeys that seek out information about positive potential events would do one or the other. Yeah. So they controlled for it in that way. Interesting. Um, hmm. And then they looked at the monkeys' brains and found that there was activity in certain parts of the brain when they chose to seek out inf more information. So, um, and there were parts of the brain that we have as well. Sweet. So where is it? Like somewhere in the back, in the front <laughs> side? It's towards the front. I know we have some people in the tadpool who are all about brains, so I will name the two parts. There's the anterior cingulate cortex, nice. which is like here somewhere in yeah. the front <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and that's a part of the brain that's responsible for like higher level thinking and also um, importantly reward anticipation mm. your, that part of your brain uh, processes reward anticipation and also what things to pay attention to sort of navigates that information and then there's the also in the front, a little bit further towards the front, the ventrolateral prefrontal cortex. A lot of things happen in the prefrontal cortex yeah. about higher level thinking and everything. So yeah. it makes sense that it because it it's it's like navigating and mediating like decision uncertainty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. And so you might be wondering, why is looking at this kind of stuff important? But it's it helps us understand the more about what's going on in the brain for this like 
we live in a information rich time in the world mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and so the sort of impulse to seek out information about things we have little control over is pretty strong as you guys just described um doom scrolling is a very real thing yeah yeah um, yeah and, uh, and this can help us understand what leads to conditions like OCD and anxiety disorders and stuff like that. It's also, uh, from my perspective, it's interesting because, you know, we got a, a quite often a little two-year-old running around this place. And um, like even last night after we were done uh, eating, we got back home and he did the, he does this thing lately where, and it's just with me for some reason, I don't know why, uh, but he has this little dinosaur, this green plastic dinosaur. And he likes to walk up to me, hit me on the leg with this dinosaur, just like whack, not real hard that it hurts or anything, because whatever, he's a little two-year-old, but he just like will smack me with it and then stare me in the eye to see what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> like just stares me down. And meanwhile, his mom's over there going, Van, we don't do that. No, no. You know, all that. <laughs> But in my mind, I'm Bring going. Bring it on, big man. <laughs> in my mind, I'm going. He's. This is him forming this stuff, right? This is yeah, him yeah. solidifying his pathways, and his brain. His brain chemistry is pieces are falling into place and locking into place, and these interactions with other people are part of that. And you know, knowing when a thing is appropriate, and when it isn't. Like this is you know, ages two to four are like a massive area for that and I, I assume that includes things like if he falls and whacks his head on something or a dog is too aggressive with him or whatever it is some of that is him locking in oh dogs are aggressive um, next time I'm around a dog I'm going to have to think about all my options like those parts of the brains are kicking in and that's where I don't know I think about that stuff a lot right now uh, yeah the really cool thing about all that sort of stuff is that it's it's literal physical reinforcement of pathways in the brain like like firing is going on and it's traveling down this pathway and that reinforces um keeping those pathways around because a lot of what goes on in the brain in children like van's age is there are there are way more connections in the in a kid's in a in an infant and toddler's brain than an adult brain and it's because the brain's just like we're just gonna connect everything to everything yeah and then, and then we'll prune away the stuff that doesn't get used later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's what's happening. So that's exactly right. You, when kids are doing stuff like smacking people and, and watching to see what happens. Or <laughs> what I think about a lot is you ever notice that um, toddlers and infants will, will hurt themselves. They'll fall and hurt themselves or something like that. And for a moment, they don't do anything yeah. and they look at everyone around them. To see what to their see reaction is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does and that. With my he'll, kids, he'll do it we sometimes. would try not to react, and yeah. they would often not cry. Yeah, he'll so. do that sometimes, or he'll biff it, um, either on purpose or just because he tripped. And his first instinct is to not cry or be upset or let the pain take over, even if there is pain. It's to look up and see what everyone else is doing. He'll mm -hmm. do it every time. And he's like, yep. look at his mom. Am I supposed to react here? What am I supposed to do? And, he, <laughs> and you can see his mom going, oh, I want to freak out because that looked really scary, but yeah. I'm not going to freak out. And like, you, you, you know, right. and like her reaction will, will go a long way in determining what his reaction is going to be. And um, I guess we do that like right up to our 20s. We have a lot of that stuff still going on with our brains. But we're screwed now. All three of us, man, we're locked in. Whatever we got, we got. We're done. Do you think like when Viking babies fell and hit themselves, they were just like, 
Like everybody just cheered. Like Rah! they went Borka Borka. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. they did. They probably did. They probably fell, and people were like, "Yeah, you will learn how to fight like your family." Oh. <laughs> I don't know what voice that is, but uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, go ahead and use Sounded that if you need. Like it. Oh, my blood. That's that's the one. It was, oh yeah, yeah. Was kind of, well, you know, he was a Viking of sorts. Those, it was those, kind of. What yeah. were those guys called? The the Boulevard? Valkyr, no, Valkyr? Valkyr. Yeah, the Valkyr. Or wait. Yeah. No, Vikrol. 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 Urkels. Yeah. Did I do that? The famous raid cry, did I do that? But yeah, like this is really fascinating stuff. I love this sort of thing, and we'll pass the link around the chat as well. And if you want more great scientific stuff, then you need to be following Bobby on his various efforts, including his podcast and his TikTok channel, which I now get uh, graced with very often. Uh, always something cool happening there. You seem to be getting some yeah. more traction on there, by the way. That's that's awesome. Man, I just did one on a whim while I was in Charlotte on like a little mini vacation with my wife. I was like, oh, there's a glass of water sitting out and it tastes weird. Um, that's a thing that happens, right? You leave a glass of water out and it tastes weird the next day. Yeah. overnight and um i was like well i know why that is so why don't i just do a little tiktok about it it's still climbing it's past two hundred thousand views now yeah um everybody's flipping out about it yeah you're um, killing it dude that's that's awesome i knew this would be such a great combo and turns out i was right for once in my life uh so well done uh and continue doing that what's the i forget the uh your your addy on there what is it again so people can find it uh for tiktok it's at it's a all around sci sci is sci nice um, and the nice. podcast is all around science just search for it and you'll find it go get it go get it today uh bobby frankenberger always a pleasure and may all your uh glasses of water be warm we'll see you later <laughs> uh that's good stuff and flat yeah his the TikTok thing. It's a good That's fit. Awesome. There's a lot of that good. kind of content on there, and it all does really well. So I'm really glad he's doing that. I like seeing people using TikTok for good. Yeah. Use it for good. Not for use evil. Use it for good. Don't use it for evil. Yeah. All right. We have time for one or two news stories. Let's play this intro and get started. And dance by the light of the moon. Today's news brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a Coverville today. It's going to be at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, I believe. Ooh, might be. I have to see. Uh, but you know what? Just follow uh, follow the the channel, and you'll get notified when I go live. I just realized I might actually have a, uh, a, a client conference at that time. Anyway, uh, Brandon Flowers, lead singer of The Killers, turned 40 this week. So seems like a perfect time to do a Killers cover story. Uh, songs of and by covers of and by the killers themselves including a cover of my favorite song of all time yes uh, done by the killers that'll be at probably 1pm today mountain time at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash coverville nice Uh, yes client calls they're the best they get in the way of everything yeah Yeah. really do I know know the feeling All right, check this out an elderly zoo penguin (laughs) <laughs> with arthritis gets shoes to provide relief. Oh, I love wow, feel good stories. Kittens get an anus yeah. and a penguin gets shoes. Uh, every time a penguin gets shoes, an angel gets its wings, a pig gets an anus. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so check this out. Getting older can be a burden. Just ask Enrique, an elderly penguin at the St. Louis Zoo who's getting some relief from his arthritis after having or getting custom designed boots. According to the zookeeper's 
The southern rockhopper penguin has lived beyond its life expectancy and needs these therapeutic shoes. Staff member said Enrique, who came to the zoo in 2016, is estimated to be more than 30 years old. The average expectancy for this species is 10. Wow. That's a massive. That's That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 20 year freaking 20 years. That's like someone being 130, 20, whatever. Yeah. Uh, They're treating him well there at the St. Louis. I guess so. Since then, the penguin developed arthritis in his feet and started to get around slowly over the past year. Like many zoo animals, Enrique is far older than would be expected uh, if he was to live in the wild. And his cool kicks allow him to live a more comfortable life. Says his uh, this post on Twitter. Let's see if this has a photo of the, of the poor little guy. Uh, it looks like yeah, the, about uh, thirty six seconds, and you get a shot of the the shoes. The oh, boots. here we go. It's video. Sweet. Uh, thirty seconds. So thirty. Yeah, thirty six. Oh, look at him. Oh yeah, they look like uh, those Vibram five toe finger shoes. Oh right, with well, uh. That just kind of conformed to your toe. Yeah. That it basically yeah. is probably that, right? Like a t- penguin custom version of that? Yeah, kind of. Oh, they're adorable. <laughs> and they gave him the colors that match his natural stuff. So that's that's yes, cool. Yes, exactly. He didn't look that bad for his age. Looks pretty good. No, no. Yeah. Looks well, good for... Well, he's... It's funny because he. they said he came to the zoo in 2016. So I guess he must have been at another zoo oh. uh, getting old. Yeah, I assume his, so. His elderly life there, but uh, yeah, good for him. Maybe St. Louis is like, we can take care of him. We like old people. Or old <laughs> Come right. to Florida. Bring him down to Florida. You love it here. I'm surprised we didn't talk about the uh, the subway tuna scandal. Oh, yeah. Why did it miss my radar? Uh, there, I saw a little of this. I still don't really know what it's about. Um, oh, Subway defends its tuna footlong sandwich, claims NDA, DNA test is not reliable. Right. They did a test on the uh, the Subway tuna sandwich and found that it contains no tuna DNA. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the lab found there was zero. Okay, the lab said that. The report also noted, though, that it is not the DNA test. That is, oh, the only thing that's been done Oh, they've been doing a. They've been doing, as I said, they did find tuna present in the samples tested back in February. So they just okay. it's just differing tests, which is also weird. You don't want that. It is weird, yeah. Um, what does Subway say about this? Here's the quote: "The fact is, Subway restaurants serve 100% wild caught cooked tuna, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are all served to be enjoyed by our guests." So they're like, whatever, man. These are real. But these are also the people who put uh, yoga mats in their bread and, and then took it out. And... <laughs> That's right. Yes, exactly. So I don't know if I trust this, yeah. them, th- that is to say. And you know what? You got a lot of sandwich options these days. You don't have to go to yeah. Subway. No, no. Yeah. Jersey Mike's will be happy to take you. Ooh, oh, Brian. Or uh, oh. Firehouse Subs oh. or Jimmy John's or... Uh... You're describing you my plethora. I think you're describing my lunch today because I want a good sandwich today. Now you've now you've done it. Well done. There we go. Which one of those are you going to go to? Probably Jimmy John's. Probably. Yeah. Because it's close and they're a fast. Lettuce wrap. Yeah, and they're fast. But substitute your bread for lettuce. Oh, but I like their bread. Yeah, they have the really bread. good bread. It's hard to give up the bread. I'm supposed to cut down on those kind of carbs, but it's hard for me. Oh, pot bellies. Yeah. Like the pandemic just. Kill oh, pot bellies. Pot bellies, yeah. They got killed out here. 
about did the they? pandemic. Yeah, and I don't understand why. Everyone else did fine with DoorDash and deliveries and curbside. Potbellies just went, meh. I guess we don't care. And they just stopped being there. They just freaking shut the windows and, and left, which I don't get. I'd go there all the time. I'd curbside the shit out of that place. But Yeah, that place does not need to have an indoor dining experience. You could totally get by with just curbside. All right, locations. I'm going to see if they even show my location anymore. So, 4095. Okay, so I put in my zip. Oh, great. They've only got one location now, so they closed down all the others. Where's that one? Sandy. Oh, F off, man. That annoys me. I mean, I understand. Whatever. There may have been other stuff going on. Maybe they weren't doing well already. I'm trying to say it like Travolta. Sandy. 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 <laughs> like Sandy Duncan. Uh, final episode, or final story episode. Final story I'm going to read here for you. Uh, I want to thank Ann for this. Ann, listener Ann sent this in and was not the only one. We got two or three people, but Ann was the first, so I'm using her name. Slip and Slide TV show. It was a reality show about slip and slides. Halts its production due to an awful explosive diarrhea outbreak. (laughs) Uh, Among the top two concepts that you don't want to appear in the same sentence are slip and slide and explosive diarrhea. This is especially true if you're producing a show based around the slip and slide that relies on contestants not having sudden explosive bouts of diarrhea as they slide their way to victory. NBC, this is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Sure. sure. We're planning to launch such a show, Ultimate Slip and Slide, it was called, or is called. uh, Really run out of ideas. (laughs) They truly have. Says the guy who recommended a TV show yesterday about going into a kitchen trying to figure out what dessert was made in there and then trying to make it yourself but even if brian ibbett lord of reality television starts to see the cracks you know we're getting in we're in weird trouble exactly uh did you see the trailer for that netflix thing where everyone's an alien or a furry or whatever i just saw a photo i just saw a photo panel of it i haven't seen the trailer you should watch the trailer you might think we did watch love is blind and thought that was kind of weirdly fascinating not yeah. not as just more as like a sociology experiment more than like a dating reality show it's like oh that's an interesting concept yeah it's a it's but we a, saw a photo of the dolphin dude is what we saw yeah it's it's real it's something else you should watch it it's really a, it'll not, make you that is not the ultimate slip and slide oh what that's what? not really a photo from the thing is it no is it? <laughs> what this one from who, oh no! <laughs> no, that this is where I got the article, but there's no way that's real, right? It's that, mud. Okay, the, the caption under the photo says it's mud. Don't worry, it's mud. Oh my gosh, article! <laughs> no, it's okay. That's a BuzzFeed technique Ugh. article. Ugh. that's horrifying. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so NBC, they're planning to launch this thing. It was called the Ultimate Slip and Slide. Uh, they call they say it's quote the spirit of classic backyard slide, and transforms it into a real wa- life water park full of gigantic slippery slides with a chance to take home big cash prizes. Uh, the problem is everyone got Jardia. Uh, Forty people involved in oh, the production. God. Really? So, yeah, it was real bad. Um, this happens a lot, by the way. Uh, it can spread through contaminated surfaces, food and objects. Uh, the main cause of the outbreak from recreational water activities, such as swimming in lakes, rivers, pools, water parks, so on. Also, you can get it from your dog licking you. If your dog has Jardia and then licks you in the face, you really? might, you're probably going to get Jardia. Yeah. Like, uh, somebody I know had this from their dog, and it was she was miserable for weeks. 
This feels like there's a you, the, you might be a redneck thing. If your dog licks you after licking their butt, yep. you might have Giardia. Yep. So here are your symptoms in case you're wondering if you might have Giardia. Uh, okay. Stomach cramps or pain. Diarrhea. You know, let me play that guy. Yeah, we haven't heard him in a while. Hold on. He's always good to hear. He's a he's a treat. Diarrhea. Okay. Bad case of I have a bad case of diarrhea. No, that's not him. <laughs> I don't know that guy. God, uh, it doesn't sound like he's got a bad case. He just sounds so matter of fact about it. Oh, here he is. Diarrhea. That guy. All right. So diarrhea. You got the, you got the diarrhea. That's right. That's from the uh, cruise ship story. I yeah, believe, yes. forever ago. It was great. Anyway, uh, you got that. You got your uh, your dehydration, gas, okay, vomiting, uh, nausea, and my favorite, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Foul-smelling, greasy stool that tends to float. Man, they got Ugh. real specific here. Anyway, uh, co-host Ron Funch was not among the people who suffered from it and uh, was able to see the funny side of the situation, which he joked finally put him in his family's comedy radar. <laughs> All right. Anyway, good Wait, luck to those people. Ron Funches, right? I don't know who that is. Who is that? No idea. Ron Funches? Yeah. He's well, the... Uh, they just have he Funch here, so I don't know who the... Oh, weird. Okay, so that they've got yeah. Look at that. That's uh, yeah. Ron Funches is one of the uh, one of the hosts of the show. Though why do they call him Ron Funch. Ron Funches, you totally know. Like, look up a photo. Of Ron oh, Funch. there. I do know him. Okay. Well, why yeah. did he spell? They he's spell got his such name a, wrong. a funny delivery, like almost like a yeah. I don't know about that kind of. Uh, yeah, here hilarious. he is. He seems like uh, they seem like they should have. Um, you spelled his name right. They should have, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, AV Club. No, who who's this? Fox Thirteen. No, oh, no, that's uh, Life's uh, IFL Sciences. IFLScience.com, which is apparently. Well, a, they don't know. They don't they know. know. They're comedians. They yeah. should have called Bobby. Bobby's a scientist, truly. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be back after a couple of weeks away, and uh, we're going to talk yeah. about a an email that we got see what she thinks about that and uh, more stuff as well so stick around after this song yes uh all right so this is uh, this comes from one of the best debut albums to come out of the u.s in 2020 according to new musical express or nme as they're called Ooh. um these guys are awesome this is just some straight up guitar driven rock and roll this is a band uh, called Advertisement. It's going to be hard to find. <laughs> Look for a band card called Advertisement. Uh, courtesy of Grandstand Media, thanks for sending this. This is uh, from their upcoming release. Uh, this is the title track. It is Here It Comes, Freedom.
And I know she's sick of me, and I know she'd rather be doing yoga with her hippie friend, so I had to practically shove her out the door because I'm hungry and I'm sick of eating all of her healthy twigs and cat food and shit. If it bleeds, we can kill it. This is the morning stream. This house, it knows we're here. back everybody welcome back to the program that song once again that song once again is here it comes from the band advertisement from their freedom ep what a funny name for a band advertisement yeah, yeah. it's fine totally it's just yeah really unusual you just, but you look on a on a concert marquee you don't want to see foo fighters also advertisement yeah advertisement <laughs> It feels like a placeholder, right? Like, not real. Right, exactly. What time does the advertisement start? And then we can just show up after yeah, the advertisement. That is how that feels. Very weird. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, sit back, everybody, and enjoy the following thing I have to push a button for. My sister Wendy joins us after a couple of weeks away, busy with the family yeah. reunion on the other side, trying to get it all done. Wendy, welcome back to the show. Hey, welcome to you. How did it go, by the way? How was your Florida business and all that? Was it all right? Did it go okay? It was great. I I know people, you know, you can see pictures, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I did not, I've never experienced sand like that. It's like flour, sugar flour. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been to like Tampa, but I've never been, um, what do you call it? The panhandle part? I don't know. Wow. The, the wiener part? Panhandle part. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a wiener. Panhandle part. That's the official term. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. That stuff gets very um, tropical right there where you're at. Yeah. And the water is perfect at blue. And it was amazing. Yeah. And huge manatees swam near us and scared the living crap out of most of us. Are you so, sure they weren't great. just uh, like a retirement home community group that were <laughs> out, uh, you know, looking. Uh, that had a 16 foot wingspan uh, <laughs> two feet away from where we were swimming? No. Well, look, you know, they got to retire somewhere. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. the congratulations on uh, uh, your daughter's graduation and her birthday yeah, and all fun. that. Yeah, she uh, I can't believe I can't believe she's that old. This, she, this is I all know. where we're at. That's just nuts. You know, um, your kids are all older than her. Right? I know. That's like, a, that's what's funny. Old. That's what's funny. It's <laughs> like I, I keep being amazed about my nieces and nephews getting hitting these these landmark moments. But then I forget. Oh, yeah. Nick's 21. Like <laughs> he's old. <laughs> he used to be a tiny little boy. Um, well, anyway, sure. it's good to have you back. And I know, um, you know, there's not much of a break for, for you, I guess, because you're going to be out here next week. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just a lot going on. So Wendy's got the right attitude. Everybody go get them. Yeah, she, she says. We stay away. Get your crap done. And then go to bed. Yeah. And then my... sleep. That's all you got to <laughs> do. <philosophy. laughs> uh, well, excellent. It's, it's good to have you back. It's been a while. We're going to go ahead and dive right into an email that we received in the email. <laughs> That's where you get emails in your email. Uh, this is one from somebody they want to be just called Q, which I don't want to confuse it with QAnon or any of that. It's not, it's not that they just, that's just going to yeah. be their nickname here. Okay. I guess I shouldn't have brought it up. Nobody else would be thinking about it or maybe they would, but anyway, we got this from Q <laughs> again, not the Q that's just to post on eight chance. <laughs> it's the one uh, that, uh, it's the one that, uh, gives James Bond all of his, uh, equipment. Oh, that's a way yeah. better way of looking at it. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Not the yeah. one that jerks Picard around all the time with bad ideas. Not that one. <laughs> No, not that one. Uh, all right. This is the email. It says, hello, friends. I would love to hear Wendy's and the boys' thoughts on disassociation. I recently, three years ago, found out that I disassociate. 
Um, I went through EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. You probably know what that is, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Probably heard of that. Yeah. Uh, this was a particular uh, therapy to help with flashbacks originated from childhood trauma. Uh, through this, I became aware of my own disassociation. Uh, here is the kicker. I feel like I'm in a state of disasso- disassociation since the pandemic started. Why is this lasting this long? Thanks, uh, a.k.a. Q there. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, well, first of all, tell us more about this eye movement thing. I don't understand what that is. You, can you explain how that works and how it's used? Yeah, I'm I'm not trained in it. So this is just, you know, from knowing the basics and having a lot of people do it. And uh, it's it can be really effective, I think. I'm not going to give the credit to the right person, uh, but, you know, therapist back in the day watches, you know, you can watch people's eyes while sure. you're working with them. And when you're a trauma therapist, you spend a lot of time sort of being really focused on how the client is doing and how they're processing. And, you know, because you're talking about very, very traumatic, difficult things, and it puts them back in the state of trauma, you can re-traumatize someone. Um, and so... In that observation, someone Google it for me. I'm feeling bad that I didn't look at remember who started this. But anyway, because to give him some credit, because it's pretty impressive. Anyway, but the idea is that, you know, when you've talked to someone, you've probably noticed their eyes moving around. And if someone moves their eyes around too much, like they're darting or something, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what's going on? Are you on, right? listening or what are yeah. you thinking about while I'm telling you this? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so uh, a couple things like you'll notice uh, when you ask someone to recall a memory, they will often look, oh, see, uh, they're mirroring me. So is it left yeah, is and it? down? Up, up uh, and left? Up right? and left is what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so you'll see them sort of, it's like, oh, you're trying to get something out of storage. You're looking right. up on the shelf and to the left. So that somehow that's where it is, right? And so um, during these observations and some other neurological things people have paid attention to, there is, there's something fascinating. So while someone is naturally processing, their eyes are doing something. And so what they have discovered is that you can have the eyes do things on purpose by following a series of lights um, while you're processing your trauma that really give people a lot of relief. Hmm. So it's kind of cool. It's one of those things of like, huh, someone figured that out and then made it into some sort of productive way to to help. And it really does. There's, there's great research on it. So it seems weird, right? Like, I'm going to go tell you about being abused, but I'm going to follow some lights with my eyes. It's, you know, sound a little science fiction-y or not. Yeah, it does. It's... How is that supposed to help? Sure. Um but there's a whole system to it and it can be really helpful. So it sounds like this e- um, emailer got had access to sort of an awareness or became aware that dissociation had been a part of their management of trauma, right? Sure. Which is very, very common. Um, so, okay, real, real quick, let's back up. She mentioned, uh, so she? Uh, doesn't say, but. Um, it's a cue. It's a cue. Okay. Yeah. So they mentioned that the, the, Childhood trauma, they were there for flash flashbacks, mm-hmm. which originated from childhood trauma. So now imagine you're talking to someone and they have a flashback. What are you going to see? What, what would you see while someone's having a flashback? Oh, you mean see them do or them? What would they yeah. see in their own minds? No, what would you see them do? Oh, what would I see them do? Seems um, like you'd see their eyes moving like, again, you know. Like I'm doing it well, now. Well, probably just... going up and to the left again, right? Not necessarily like seeing the move because they're not witnessing the flashback over their 
current view, right? Um, yeah. So, so for example, <clears throat> I'm, it's not that you're going to see anything like, okay, so there's a version of a, tra- a flashback, of course, that the person is in that space and traumatized and crying and right, open about, right, right? So I don't right. mean that. I mean more like, and, and this can happen just, it doesn't have to even be a flashback in this, in a significant sense, but it's just, you're thinking about something else. Is it and like you a kind of get transported there, right? Like a, what are like you a, seeing when someone does that, or when you know what I mean? What does someone look like? Is when it, it like a blank stare kind of thing, like when little kids uh-huh. just, uh, like Van does this, and I know, and our kids do this, and they're little. If they're they're just playing or whatever, or sitting there, or they're at dinner, and they'll just suddenly stop and stare into nowhere, just mm-hmm. stare off into nowhere, blank blank face. You kind of have to snap them out of it, like that kind of thing. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay, okay so that's on a n- no, not, no traumas causing that to happen. There's just humans. We had a lot going on in our heads, and we can think, we can think about a million things, and we can also transport ourselves via memory, via thought, via feeling, or whatever to some other place, but the present moment. Which is why all of us struggle, right? Because it's hard to actually stay in the moment when we've got so much in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so much that can pull us in a different direction. So you've had this, I know everyone's had this experience where you're talking to someone and then they just pick up their phone while you're talking and don't even realize they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they, I mean, that is a form of dissociating from the moment that you're in. And it's hilarious because we all do it and everyone, you know, I think we've all gotten a lot of, little better at least i have of being forgiving of that kind of thing because yeah. we've all done it and it's it's the something popped in our head and it's usually i need to check the weather and now you're on the uh, instagram for 40 <laughs> right but there is actually a person talking to you so it's problematic okay so you can see where this is like happening to people all the time the um q is talking about um maybe well a couple things we'll get to the what she's what he or she is experiencing right now right uh, with the pandemic stuff. Um, but what what they realized, I believe, by, by doing this is that, oh, I do dissociate. I don't handle the moment of, of, of the pain being reminded or, you know, like you're just sort of checked out sometimes in a conversation. And there's a reason when you have been abused or there's some type of trauma from a young age, the brain essentially creates a safety trip system, right? So you're not fully present in order to protect you, right? So people who don't have any of that and are just not fully present because they're super busy, that's a different thing, right? But it's still the system doing what it does, which is to get you to the thing that's important. So if you're you're being abused and it's it's too much to be present with that, so you have your brain has to go somewhere else. And it does. And we we had another episode on this where I got a little more specific on on when and how that happens, but it's, it really is like it leaves to go somewhere else. Um, Just like you can say, okay, now fantasize about being on a beach with the sugar sand. Well, I can bring myself back to that place and think about it and visualize it. And I am no longer in the moment of whatever is happening. Um, Right. Right. So that is the brain's way of going, I'm going to save you. And, and it's like a muscle that got trained, right? Mm. So it was trained, this is a, this is a trick your brain will do to help you survive, make you feel better. Um, it's it's just sort of built in if you've had a lot of trauma in your life. Hmm. So, what's fascinating though about what Q has written is that okay, it sounds like they got treatment for it. 
Um, maybe the flashbacks got better. Maybe they dealt with the, the trauma for the most part and things have settled in. So, so let me just quickly say what that would look like. So you do EMDR, you work with a therapist, you are, you're essentially getting those memories, those trauma, you know, all the ways your body has stored all of that. Um, it's all an extreme and heightened sense. And it, you, you sort of do the work and everything sort of soothes and calms itself down to its normal levels of, um, you know, you're still afraid of bees or whatever, right? Like you can, you can have like a range of emotions still, but it's just not so extreme that you can't leave the house or you can't ever see the color purple or whatever it might be, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that would be treatment. And that sounds great. And, and I'm making an assumption here that it's all treated and all good for the most part. And then the start of the pandemic triggered a dissociative response. Mm -hmm. So to start with, that's probably just because that's built in the system. There's a muscle memory and a skill set there that just is a, a protective um, response. But I would argue that this might be everyone a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> right? I think so. Like, too. I don't want to diminish mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it's hard and what they've experienced, but I also feel a little bit like I have been dissociating for the last 18 months. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's probably true um, of any, you know, societal level thing like this mm -hmm. puts, puts people in that position. And when, and then the ones, the ones that end up looking weird are the ones that act like nothing's going on. Like I, I noticed yeah. that it definitely happened to me during this time where we tried to be really careful and we did all the CDC guidelines all the time and did everything we could. And then, when vaccines came, we were on it and like we were getting there. And then the whole time through all of this, there was, there were people who were like, I love this pandemic because no one's at the lake. And <laughs> the guy would be at the lake or, or, you know, they were stoked to just keep going or mad that they couldn't keep going because something got shut sure. down or, or whatever. Like to me, that was dissociative. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like they were dissociating themselves from, from the reality of everything but maybe it's a combination of them going one direction on their dissociation and me going another. And, and, and those two things just don't mix. Um, well, and, and okay. Denial and dissociation are not the same thing yeah. or, or even just like, uh, I mean, I think it's like a giant family Thanksgiving dinner mm. we, we're, we're having and finishing up here, hopefully soon, mm -hmm. which is that um, everyone's got, whatever their opinions or perspectives are, and they're, they're going to walk away and tell their own story of it. And it, it's related to every, who everyone is sort of individually. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's people all along the gamut and, you know, it's not two camps. Um, but sometimes, you know, America, we make everything into two camps. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, but it, it's like, Ooh, we got to get over that. That was rough. And then you don't have to do it again for another year. Whereas we did it consistently for a good while. And our own experience, it, it draws from our own individual skill set or, or defense mechanisms we have built in or, um, you know, so when you think of dissociation, you could go, whoa, that's bad. Or if you've, if you've seen someone who's been traumatized and then have them dissociate, it's alarming to you to, to witness. It's one thing to see someone stare off and like lose a thread and then come back because we're not totally unfamiliar with that. But when someone is really left left, 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 and gone somewhere else. It, it's a little frightening to be the, the person on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. And so we think of that as, oh, that's pretty terrible. But actually, it's it's what makes us amazing that we can survive. We've survived what we survive. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's like a, <laughs> it's a gift and a curse, right? And so, so all of that happening for us in maybe different forms is a protective response. 
So that's just it. If there's an extreme trauma, then the protective response needs to be extreme. When there's not, it's not, doesn't need to be as extreme. But I do think, let's just talk about people. Okay. I get that there's a percentage that just had a good time and like, you know, whatever. Um, but the rest of the folks out there who took it seriously have, were worried about loved ones and were careful and were, you know, watching things that sort of burn, you know, like a, the mm-hmm. capital and just having like, this isn't okay. This isn't what life is supposed to be like, or, you know, whatever those things. And these are obviously mainly Americans, but I'm going to say from the friends in different parts of the world, them watching the Capitol riots was terrifying, even more so than I think most Americans, <laughs> just because that is such a symbol to them as well. And, you know, yeah. if Americans are going to hell in a handbasket, what's next, you know? Right, right. Um, and I do think there was just like a, a, a domino effect of a lot of things happening. So we got a lot of fear. You have a lot of sort of, you know, maybe anxiety, OCD, depression getting kicked up where it wouldn't maybe otherwise um, and all that happening, how do we handle it? We dissociated mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit, right? We, I mean, raise your hand if you watch Netflix for. We're still doing it, like yeah. over the, yeah. the oh, thing that we're not the, done. The thing yeah. that happened on the sixth, we're still doing national dissociation, and then yeah. those who are not and wanting to face it, and then that conflict, like that's happening real bad right now. Yeah. Like right now, yeah. it's freaking horrendous because. Some are just going, bah, it was just some uh, rowdy couple of couple of bad actors mm-hmm. that day, mostly tourists, uh, you know, and then playing it off like it's nothing, even though there's a photo of that guy, the same guy saying that as somebody <laughs> was holding furniture against against a wall while guns were drawn, like, you know, acting like it was no big deal, normal day at the Capitol. Like, mm-hmm. though, that's a dissociation that is either being, that's that, that's also being forced on other people or being told to other people. That's not just them doing it to themselves. That's them saying, bah, no big deal and knowing knowing full well it was a big deal but if you're out there listening to that and you have one of two responses you're either like no it is a huge deal and it pisses you off even more or you say yeah maybe it wasn't a big deal i can dissociate from this by explaining it off as it wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. right so we're still not dealing that's with a great, it that's a great voice you like that voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, <laughs> almost yeah. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, almost. almost. You were getting yeah. close. <laughs> okay, so, so I hear you, but I'm going to steer it away from politics for a second because I yeah. can't solve that crap. Um, but yeah. there's this. This piece of it is that the dissociation is not denial or it's not fighting. It's numbing. It's, it's escapism. It's leaving your present moment because it's too much, right? And so for a person like Q who has training and dissociation to then face a worldwide pandemic that was just things were not okay. What are you going to do? Well, you revert to the numbing effect because it, and not even as a choice, it just happens. So I would give Q this advice that to just really, really, really give yourself a, a million credits, right? A for surviving everything and B just that this is, a normal, right? So we could find someone else's like denial might be their tactic to handle hard things, right? Rage. Oh, that might be one that people use. I don't mm-hmm. know. That seems rare. Just kidding. Uh, it's everyone. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like there's all these versions of how to handle stuff that's hard. Yeah. And this may be her system's way of handling it. And, and frankly, I think it's 
many people's way. And that's, to me, Netflix is like the IV drip to get you there. If you can't stop your brain from doing, you know, if your brain, if anxiety is what your brain wants to do, we, we have the drug to get you to dissociation, right? Mm-hmm. Which is get you out of this place, put you somewhere else. So I don't know if this is relevant, but I I just finished watching uh, Bo Burnham's um, Inside. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah, not yet. I keep hearing that no. I got to see that. Do I need you to gotta see, see that? Okay, I gotta First see that. Is it as is it as life changing as in and of itself? Um, no, no. But okay. I do think uh, <laughs> it is. It's such a window in. Uh, it's really okay. It's so good. You gotta see. It. Now here's the thing too. He, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna ruin it. But he was getting ready to become, to perform again in January of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of us, right? Like, okay, it's my year. And you know, mm-hmm. all the things you had planned to do. And he ends up making this alone, literally alone by himself for a year. It's, it is such a window into, in, into mental. He did have time oh, to make know. that. Uh, I don't know when he made it, but that movie, Brian, the, um, when we liked uh, the girl who got nominated for best actor actress uh, this last year, he was the boyfriend doctor. Oh, um, um, right, right, right. Uh, the the uh, the the long con. The um, yeah, that was an awesome movie, yeah. but I can't remember the freaking name of it. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, he's, okay. he's he's he was the boyfriend that drank the spit in the coffee. Yes, that's the guy. Yes, that's okay, the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he's, he's an interesting dude. And I keep hearing that this is like, uh, well, his, his standup quote unquote standup from before even, yeah. and even all the way back to like his early YouTube crap, which is where kind of things got started for him. He's very young. Um, I'm a young woman is the movie. Oh, that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, uh, he's always been kind of a weirdo genius. Like oh, it's not just genius. comedy. It's like something else. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But I want to see. And it. there is a song. It's about the, in the first third of it, that is honestly the funniest thing I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I'll watch it. I can, okay. Oh, I just want to spill it. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, but just <laughs> just this idea of like your your he he gave a great window into like I mean acting on one hand, but also I don't know if he is like. There's a lot of shots where you see him suffering psychologically suffering and you know it feels very very real and it may, i you know i i think because he is who he is it is real uh anyway it's great you should see it um but just that idea of like how he filmed a little bit of how he handled things and i i don't know if anyone has documented that year and a half and we could see into the the sort of mental processes people were going through. And even now you can go like, think back to last April, not this last April, the April before, or wherever for you, the sort of sit down, hunker down. Do we have enough toilet paper and food feelings are, and, and what did you do? Right. We all have our, our different things, and our different reasons. So, so I want to say this as Q emerges, hopefully like, the rest of the world, eventually we all emerge from this pandemic and life doesn't go back to normal in like sort of the same sense, but some version of speeding up again and, and out and about again and interacting with lots of people again, or whatever that might be that pay attention. Does this dissociation feeling lift? Mm. 
And if not, go talk to someone about it and see if you can't figure out what mechanisms keeping it going. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I don't feel like I snapped. I, I, I'm not back to normal and I don't, I don't know when I will be like that beach was great, but it did not cure me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and also there's a lot of people and that is alarming when you have not been around people. Yeah. yeah. And they're all from Alabama. Bless <laughs> that accent. Is lovely. <laughs> Everyone. I loves, mean, everyone yeah. there. I guess Every it's last like a, one of them. Yeah. Skipping a jump. Well, and it's I easy. You, Mo- Mobile. If you live near Mobile, you just hop over and you're in the Florida Panhandle. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, and the accent is fun to listen to. And I just started mimicking it, and I, I know it sounds like mockery, but it's more like I want to copy it because it sounds like I could slow down and live. My oh life. yeah, dude. <laughs> no, there's something about like a deep South accent that is. Uh, yeah. I just want and like mothers talking yeah. to their kids. Or yeah. Dad. Oh, there's something about it. it was very soothing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but it didn't heal me like I wanted it to, and I think it's just because <laughs> you don't have this difficult amount of time. And obviously, I've been listening to a lot of people's difficulties too. It's not like I'm just sitting by myself watching netflix I, I i would like to switch someone places to see if i would have had a different experience if i was not doing my job yeah. um but you know you look at some of the stats that are out and this is this is what i'm finding really interesting first of all everyone and their dog moving mm-hmm. and being to, willing to pay 30 percent more for a house than they would have paid last year i mean my mind is blowing around how that is happening but it is Lots of people getting out of Dodge and heading to another Dodge where lots of people are getting out of that Dodge. So I think everyone's just, it's like rotating chairs. It's a lot of Dodge. The, the Dodge just keeps moving. It's yeah. not the really, yeah. never empties out. It just moves to. Yeah, I don't know if it's it a grass. I don't know if that's a gra- grass is greener thing or, or maybe it is in the case of California because everything burns all the time, but I, I don't know. But I can tell you that it's disruptive. Like we are now, yeah. and it feels so, it feels so backwards from coming out of a pandemic to have to find out that the house we live in right now which we paid 325 for or whatever is worth 890 oh now what does that te- what does that tell us sell but don't because mm-hmm. yeah because you have to find a new place to your move, house is to be yeah you're yeah. gonna go 990 for the next one and where are you gonna do it you have to move out of state right. to find it like like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't yeah. it, none of it computes it just is so oh. weird to me I don't get it. No. And so you have that happening, but you also have this where 40% of workers are like, I'm going to quit or I want to quit. Yeah. Like that tells you a lot as well. Like everyone's having their midlife crisis at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's what it is a little bit. Right. Anyway. So you've just, you have a lot of interesting things happening that I think are a direct result of what we have gone through and are continuing to go through. It's, it's not this, I don't know, you know, humans are terrible at grief and processing and, you know, whatever we just stuff our feelings and move on. And I think we're going to pay the price for that a little bit. Yeah. Do you so think it'll be I happen just, sooner yeah. or later? Do you think sooner or later on us having to pay the piper there with that? Yeah. Our emotional. Like baggage. when someone buys your house for eight ninety and they realize they've been ripped off and, <laughs> Your, your freaking doorknob doesn't work very well. Right. Yeah. I mean, they got to live with that. Right. Yeah. And so there, there's some tricks. There's some tricky things ahead for people as they've, I, I think there's another draw, like get close to family, like hunker down. Like there's some, we were far away when it happened or, or I've always, I want to stop 
I don't know, it's midlife crisis a little bit. Like I, I want to do the thing I've always wanted to do. I'm, I'm going to get that van and quit my job or, mm-hmm. um, just nomad landed all over the place. Totally. Well, yeah, there is, totally. so there Which is some, there's was, antithetical data to this. There's like, uh, uh, data suggesting, well, we are, we know there's a shortage of workers right now. Yeah. Um, well, what does that tell you? It tells you that some, uh, it's a decent percentage of people are rethinking what they want to do and it's, and it's going to be a slow and like, that's a weird thing, right? You'd think, Oh, well, logically the, the economy starts coming back. Vaccination rates are high enough. Herd immunity is possible, blah, blah, blah. And then you'd think, well, everyone would go rushing back to all those jobs, but they're not, they're, they're doing something else or changing their minds or they're deciding that the chase for, I mean, I, I don't know if you can even answer this, but maybe some of this is a positive thing in that oh, yeah. the, the chasing of better house, better car, better yard, better better job, better whatever is maybe not all they thought it was cracked up to be. And maybe chasing things like better relationship, better child, father uh, experience, better whatever is is more meaningful to them at this point. Like I know yeah. the, my my priorities have shifted in that direction for sure. And they already, you know, I was already pretty focused that way, but more so now. And so I can't imagine, I have to imagine that's like a lot of people. And I don't just mean right. here, probably everywhere. Totally. I, I totally agree. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's negative on the whole. I think it's disruptive. And I think that can be negative, yeah. right? Like that, there's impacts yeah. to that. I also think teenagers everywhere, go get the job now, dude. There is literally... <laughs> Yeah, a fifteen buck an hour job waiting for you. you and you can please. and you can negotiate. You're in a position of negotiation when you are the oh my heck, the yeah. commodity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like uh, I, I'm, we've had to travel a little bit, and Abe works at Jimmy John's. We should have a whole episode where I tell you Jimmy John's stories from Abe. Oh yeah. my word! Really? Oh no! Is it going to make Scott not want to eat? I was going to get, no, gonna get Jimmy that. John's today. It's, okay. it's okay. definitely the not the food. Okay. The definitely not the food. All right. Yeah. Food, food's great. Customers are insane, and then also uh, the the. Uh, sort of working climate is pretty funny. Anyway, so if you ask him, you say, hey, what what, what have you learned at Jimmy John's? He'll say, I've learned a lot about making sandwiches, but more about life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, But also, like, you know, he can miss a bunch and ask for raises, and they are just, like, desperate to keep anybody. It's it's interesting. Now, let's back up and say one other thing. I think... Like in relationships or in friendships or, or or something, you everything always looks a little shinier when you start, right? Right. And then let's say you get married and now the person who used to be, you know, all sunshine and rainbows actually smells bad, right? And so reality starts to step in. And I think a lot of people in their jobs have, um, they got to see how they were treated in, an, in, a, in a worldwide emergency. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were all treated well. And I don't know if... You know, I know there are plenty who have been. I mean, I, I think you realize the quality of the of the company, the quality of your partner, the quality of your home life, or whatever it might be when sort of the push comes to shove. Um, and I, I always go back to the Estelle or Esther Perel's statement I heard her say about that the pandemic has just been an accelerant, like a thing that was sort of in utero in utero or was already cracking a little in its foundation, it just sped that up. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of relationships have ended. I mean, this is a, I, I mean, I don't know the numbers yet, but I can't, I can't believe it is not a big jump in divorce. Like 
It has to be. It has to be, um, right? It's either one of the, it's on or the other. You either, you either hunkered down and went, oh man, we are the perfect parent or we are the perfect pair. We don't need, you know, we, we any questions we had about our relationship. We're good. Look at what we've done together. We're amazing. And we've never been more in love or it's the other way, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is right. probably the more likely way, which is, oh my gosh, if I don't get away from you, I'm going to Ricky and Lucy this thing and we're going to have separate bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Or even yeah. just, you know, your relationship with the company you're working for or the company itself or, you know, the kind of work you do. I think there's accelerants that have happened in, in lots of, so it really is. And you know, I'm a fan of midlife crises. I think they're really valuable. It's just that it's timing everyone at once means the housing market sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's and you know, time. for our entire generation, they are, there's not a shot. That's not a shot to, to, you know, they need to buy a home in 2010 to even have a shot at this, and they don't. And it's, so there's some economic ramifications that are alarming. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I, I think it's uh I think we all need to be real nice to ourselves because this is this is a transition. You know, of course, we never assumed, oh, the transition back to normal would be, yay, let's do it. No one ever thought, you know, let's hesitate. Yeah. Let's really think this through. Sure. And unfortunately, I, I think not thinking it through or not uh, is tif- difficult. And so when I say this to Q, hey, go talk to someone, I'm also realizing full well there's no one out there to talk to because not one of my colleagues myself included, have five minutes to spare. Like right. it is, it, I, and it, it came on, it's like vaccinate, everyone go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. something else. But someone, someone got their, they, they get their second Pfizer two weeks later, they're banging at your door to like, all right, yeah, fine, they can talk somebody yeah. in a room. Yeah, I, uh, you know, that's fun. It's also funny to see how certain, I don't know, certain aspects of society get a boost out of this for good or for bad. It's like in the case of more therapy is probably a good thing, but, but there are plenty of examples of like, yeah, alcohol sales are pretty high right now. And, uh, you know, (laughs) recreational weed in States that have it couldn't be doing better. (laughs) Well, there's a reason. So yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, I hope well, the uh, roaring twenties didn't happen for not a reason. No, it's true. <laughs> it's so right. if you're uh, if you're listening today to this uh, queue, uh, wherever you are, please let us know how all of that goes for you, and I hope it um, hope that gets better for you. That feeling of dis- disassociation when you don't want it there is is kind of miserable. You feel like you're not who you are, mm-hmm. and um, having experienced a little of that in my life, I, I I feel for you. So let us know how things turn out for you. We'd love to hear back. Uh, Wendy, with all the things you're doing and as busy as you are, realsteps.org is still a thing. People should get out there and uh, check it out. It's still a thing. Um, yep. We start back up in August and it's going to be great. That's like no time. Here's something cool. I have been a little off the radar trying to kill my brain with the sandy beaches of Alabama South. Um, (laughs) and it's starting to work anyway. No, uh, but our group has been meeting every Monday since <laughs> our last one. So oh, they've, wow. they've got a little ongoing thing going. It's like a, it's like the chat room you deserve, right? I yeah. guess I mm-hmm. humbled that they would be the chat room I deserve, but they are fantastic. And so that's the best part is making friends with all these. Well, well good, good because if you, then if you're part of the August uh, push, you might be able to join that. Yeah, awesome totally. Club. You're just, yeah. You're one of the gang right immediately. So. Nice. Well, have, love to have, you. have a grand uh, rest of your week. We won't be here next week because you and I will both be uh, 
you know, hanging out with family and stuff uh, yeah. together. But it'll be fun. White sandy beaches. I can. We don't have any of those kind of things. We do have um, uppity people in Park City. I'd like a drought. Oh, you like drought? Well, then, oh my gosh, do we have a drought for you? Come on by. Yeah, yeah. Have we got a drought for you? (laughs) Although it's raining today, lightly, but raining, um, and the temperature's lower, and it's nice. And Park City should be lovely next week. But uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, you and the kiddos and and all that. So. Safe, be safe in between and uh, have fun trying to get everything done. All I don't, I actually, <laughs> I have a lot of um, weird sympathy pain for just the constant running around you're doing for two different family reunions. Oh, yeah, plus work, <laughs> plus everything, plus traveling. I don't know how you're doing it. So, yeah, and having like all of your calluses faded away, having not done anything for a year and a half, you're like, <laughs> oh, people and lines yeah. and. Yeah. And I don't know how to. You'll have do baby. I smile? You got these baby soft hands now. You can. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I have no social skills. It's really bad. <laughs> uh... All right. Well, have a good week. We will see you soon. And in between, then have a safe, good time. I guess I don't know why All I'm right, saying thanks. that twice. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Now. <laughs> Bye. Right. Such a such a <laughs> dork with my own sister. All right. Yeah. Uh there you go. Oh, good stuff there. I hope that uh, helps. I mean, it's you know. Great. Whether we like it or not, a lot of the stuff toward uh, toward Wendy's end of things is going to be sort of, you know, pandemic-y, uh, f- how do we fix things that kind of came out mm-hmm. of that. It's just kind of going to be the way. I mean, almost every email we get is about that. So in some it way is, or another. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, hard to avoid. Um, all right. That is all that you're going to get today. And some of you get uh, so many cool things from us because you support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS. Continue to do so and we'll continue to make it. Uh, for example, we're doing a play date tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, it'll be the last time you get to see Brian Ibbett before his ride. <laughs> uh, I won't look any different afterwards, I don't think, anyway. No. Uh, yeah. so. Just, uh, you know, don't blow, blow out a gasket or I don't know what. what, what, what I, I can't think of anything a, that I'll would blow change out a your fart. I'll blow like a spray of taint butter all over the <laughs> bike behind me. <laughs> That's how you get ahead. Space, That's right. Yeah, are you butter. drifting? Oh, I'll teach you to drift. That's that's a great idea. Anyway, uh, so come be a part of that. We're going to play Jackbox games and other stuff. What the dub, maybe. Uh, who knows what all. But uh, it'll be tomorrow yeah. at 2 p.m., a couple hours of that. And we look forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, toss us your emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. That includes anyone looking for Therapy Thursday help from Wendy. She'd be happy to give it. And uh, I don't mention this enough, so I'll do it today. Uh, we're on Twitter. You can follow Brian at Coverville. I'm at Scott Johnson. You can find the show at Morning Stream. And uh, that's it. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. follow us. If you haven't followed us before, do it now because they did a Twitter did a giant bot clean out recently. Good. I lost 900 followers through the bot. Did you really? <laughs> now, I don't want them because they're bots. Like, who right, cares? Of course. You lost 900 bots is what you lost. Yeah. But yeah. now I got these warm seats just waiting for real fleshy humans. So come in there. Put your bums down. There you go. Enjoy your Park stay. your butts. That's right. Park your butts. All right. <laughs> Speaking of butts being parked, let's... Uh, I don't have a good transition. Let's yeah, play park a your song. Butt and listen to this. Yeah, How why not? Park you your butt and listen to a song. Brian, what do you got? Listen, our uh, RT Maven, uh, Gwen Gunn, wrote in and said, Hey, Scoot and Boogie, it's your favorite tea master here. For my 29th birthday this year, I'd like to request a cover of Rise Against Swing Life Away. Its lyrics have always spoken to me in a really heavy way. And with some really big sweeping life changes happening recently, I think it feels appropriate. If you can't find a good cover, pick your favorite cover of a Rise Against or Chris Cornell song, The Harder the Better. Love the show, though. Gwen. 
Oh. Uh, we love her and and uh, all the support. Speaking of Patreon, right? I mean, her tea level is uh, is awesome. Getting to try her teas, yeah. drinking um, one today, right here. Got one right there. You go. Thing, yeah, it's very good. There you go. Uh, all right, so she wanted to hear um, a cover of Rise Against Swing Life Away. I've got one of those. Mm. It actually came out on a 2016 compilation called PGA, If the Kids Are United. I don't think it had anything to do with golf. I don't know what the PGA <laughs> stood for, but. I don't think it was like Fuzzy Zeller's playlist or something like that. <laughs> but um, one of the songs on there was this cover right here of Totale Apatia uh, doing a cover Rise Against Swing Life Away. Here it is. Here is Totale Apatia. Awesome. See you guys at the play date and then uh, back on Monday. We'll see you then. Am I loud and clear or am I breaking up? Am I still your charm or am I just bad luck? Are we getting closer? Are we just getting more lost? I'll show you mine if you show me yours first. Let's compare scars, I'll tell you whose is worse. Let's write these pages, replace them with our own. And sweet life away We get by just finding How many more ways Love is a labor I slay till the end Won't cross these streets Until you hold my hand I've been here so long Finger it's time to move Winter so cold Summer's over too soon So let's pack our bags And settle down Where palm trees grow I got some friends, some that I hardly know We've had some time, wouldn't trade for the war We taste these days down the talks of places that we will go We live on from four seasons, we life away We get by just finding a minimal wage Love is a labor, I slay till the end Won't cross these streets until you hold my If you show me yours first Let's compare scars I'll tell you whose is worse Let's write these pages Replace them with our own We live on from four seasons Sweet life away We get by just fine Here on minimum wage Love is a labor As late till the end I won't cross these streets Until you hold my hand
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You waxed your anus. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code MOM.